The Last Kids on Earth by Max Brawyer, illustrated by Douglas Holgate, read with permission by the publisher, Scholastic Incorporated. Chapter 12. June looks like some sort of crazed killer Amazonian warrior princess. She's got a broom handle carved into a spear, and her hair is whipping around like there's a breeze. But there's no breeze. It's her hair just like being wicked. We're here to rescue you. Friend, she doesn't look like she needs rescuing. June, you look awesome. I had a few different ideas about how this might, rescue might go down. Most of them looked like something like this. And she, the picture shows she's giving him a hug and saying, My hero! But none of them looked like this. What's happening now? She's got a spear pointed to his chest. You need to leave now, she says. But we're here to rescue, I say. I don't need rescuing, June says coolly. Of course you do, I exclaim. You're trapped here. I knew it because I saw your sweatshirt in the window. The red one with the yellow stripes. June looks at me like I'm a creeper. You know what clothes I own? Guess I do sound like a creeper. Um, I just pay attention to those things, I guess. I mumble. I'm observant. June frowns. That's a little cute and a little weird, but I don't need help. But you should come with us. We've got a whole tree house. It's got crazy gadgets and video games and a toilet bucket, and it's pretty much the best. Nope. Really? Totally good here, she says. Jack, she says, my parents are coming to rescue me. All I need to do is wait here. What I don't need is three idiot boys running around bringing zombie balls upstairs. Understand? How do you know your parents are coming? I just know, okay, she says, her voice harsh. Look, June, I don't think you understand. You're probably in shock. See, I'm pretty, pretty awesome. I'm like post-apocalyptic James Bond. I mean, I've got a license to kill monsters. June looks at me like she's going to feed me to the zombies herself. No, for real, I do, see? I say, handling, handing June a piece of paper. June takes the paper, eyes it suspiciously, then looks up and says, Jack, this is a torn off piece of Denny's menu that you wrote License to Kill Monsters on. I cross my arms, lean against a locker, and smile like a boss. Yep, sick, right? You should feel honored that I'm here to rescue you. June is less than impressed. You spelled license wrong, she says. I shrug. Spelling doesn't matter when it comes to killing monsters. Yeah, but killing does matter, and you spelled kill wrong, too. You used three L's. That's on purpose. The extra L is for monster killing. Jack, I don't need rescuing, she yells. Whoa. Dirk, Quint, and I exchanged freaked-out glasses. Angry girls are more terrifying than any beasts. After a moment, June catches her breath. Look, Jack, guys, thanks for coming here. Glad to know other people are alive, but I don't need rescuing. And really, I'd like you to leave. Please. I take a step back. I don't understand. I've come this far. I've searched high and low for June. And now that I finally found her, she has no interest in being rescued? Nah, doesn't jibe. I need a new tactic. I need to buy some time to convince her of my awesomeness. Can we at least say, stay here until morning, I ask? You know, since we just busted our butts to get here. June glares at me. And after a moment, she shakes her broom handle spear with frustration and says, Fine. Great, I say so. How about a tour? And with that, we begin a doing dangerous stuff in the school montage. And there's pictures of them running with zombies chasing them, of throwing a football against a zombie's head, of throwing a zombie through the basketball hoop, of a zombie teacher coming after them. When we're done, I collapse on the floor, wipe the sweat from my eyes, and pull out my feats of apocalyptic success list. I just completed a few big ones, so I start checking them off. 
Suddenly, June's standing over me. Give me that, she says, yanking the paper from my hands. She reads it aloud. Punch a zombie in the nose, 10 points. Tie a balloon to a dozer, 50 points. Hit a dozer in the butt with a paintball, 50 points. Swing like a vine, like, swing from a vine like Indiana Jones, 80 points. Evade principal zombie, 100 points. She lowers the paper. You did all this stuff? Yep, I say grinning. That vine one was tough. Harrison Ford makes it look so easy, but really you have to get a good grip and make sure it's not like a weak vine and make sure the water's deep enough. And if there are like bees anywhere, then no way. Jack, wait, are you, um, are you actually having fun during the end of the world? I mean, look, it's terrible, I say all serious now, but I'm not gonna just give up. Some days are way scary, yeah, and some things are really pretty freaking sad. But I'm trying real, real hard here to keep on living and enjoying every minute with friends. June looks down at the paper. Damsel in distress, she said. She reads, what's that one? Uh Uh-oh, busted. Um, Well, that's the big one, that's rescuing you. June half smiles, leans against the locker, and slides down until she plops on her butt. She's staring off down the hall, watching Quint chase Dirk with a mop and a bucket. Dirk is laughing, that goofy high-pitched squeal he has. Gotcha, you're it. June looks back to me. You guys are a little nuts, you know that? I grin. Being a little nuts is a little good, I think. June shifts uncomfortably, like she's thinking about something real hard. I think this is it. She's going to see the light. She's going to realize, like I realized, that life during the monster apocalypse is a whole brickload better with buddies. Then she looks at me. We lock eyes, just like we locked eyes months ago in the parking lot, when the world began to collapse. And she says, it's late. You should get some sleep. You guys are leaving first thing in the morning. I round up Dirk and Quint, who were no joke in the middle of a tickle fight. June has built a home base in our old homeroom by clearing away most of the desks and dragging in a couch from the teacher's lounge. Quint, Dirk, and I head out to the hall, into the hall to raid lockers and gather jackets and backpacks so we can make a little makeshift beds. When we're out of earshot, Dirk whispers, So what's the deal? The girl isn't coming tomorrow? I'm still working on it, I say. We leave tomorrow morning, Jack, no matter what, Quint says. We can't leave Rover. I know, I know. I say, I'm on it, okay? I'm on it, Jack. Jack on the case. Gonna be handled. When we all, then we all climb into our beds. I toss and turned, mind racing. I'm wide awake, zero sleep happening. Also not super helpful that Dirk snores like a grizzly, grizzly bear suffering from a serious head cold. How do I get June to see the light? I hear something, not something, not snoring, something else, footsteps. Oh no, during our awesome action school montage, did I mess up? Did I leave a door unlocked? Is there a sco- zombie shuffling around the room right now? about to rip our throats and dine on our delectable neck flesh? Chapter 13. I sit up. Squinting in the darkness, I see a figure creeping across the room. I hear the door unlock, then watch the figure step out into the hall. In the dim light, I can make out that it's June. Hey, I just used to make out. I just used make out and June in the same sentence. Go me. Anyway, what is she up to? I kick my way out of my jacket blanket bed and tiptoe out into the hallway. June is pulling open a door and stepping into the stairwell. I know that stairwell. It leads to the roof. I follow her. The roof is well lit by the moon. June is standing near the ledge. Next to her is a large plastic trash barrel. June spins, startled. Hey, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. You didn't, she says. Well, that's a lie. What are you doing up here? It's four in the morning. 
June reaches into the trash bin and pulls out a tennis ball. I peek inside the barrel. It's filled with hundreds of tennis balls. Other empty trash barrels are scattered across the roof. This is how I let out frustration, June says, hurling a tennis ball toward the crowd of zombies below. The tennis ball nails a zombie, our gym teacher, Mr. Perkis, in the back. It's a game I play, June says. Ten points for hitting a zombie in the head. Five points for the body. Twenty points if I call it. Like if I say Jess Aranis. Jess, I'm sorry, I can't say her name. Jess Aranesti in the head. And I actually hit Jess Aranesti in the head. That's 20 points. Like my feats of apocalyptic success. Are you copying me? Don't be a copycat, June, I say, grinning. June laughs. That makes my heart swell. Great, now I have a swollen heart. I hope the swelling stops before it kills me. I reach into the bin. Okay, I'm calling it. Mr. Winnick in the face, I say. I cock my arm back and fling the tennis ball. I miss Mr. Winnick by about 46 and a half feet. Lame, June says as she reaches down into the barrel. Lame and zero points. So long have you so how long have you been here in the school? I say, since this all started. I left one time to get food, but it was too scary out there. I saw you, I say, running inside when it was happening, and you saw me. June nods. Our eyeballs, I say, sounding very suave and European. Our eyeballs shared a moment. <laughs> June rolls her eyes in the cutest way possible. <laughs> weird jack anywho yeah i ran to the newspaper office first oh that reminds me we were going to put one of your pictures in that issue the one you took of band practice Ugh! i groaned that pic was lamer than a one-legged zombie june laughed softly barely you just wanted to take photos of adventure stuff right i shrug i'm just an adventuring kind of guy well you got your chance now she says with a sigh i nod and sigh with her Anyway, yeah, I went inside. I thought I'd wait a little while, and then the police would show up, and my parents would come and get me. Never happened. Zombies came, clawing at the door. I hid in the closet and didn't come out for two whole days. And when I did come out, there was just some monster big as a house eating people. And the other people, they were, well, you know. Yep, I know. Undead. So I locked doors and did my best to keep the things trapped downstairs in the rear of the school. And now it's just me here. What about your parents? June gulps and grimaces like it hurts to swallow. Maybe I shouldn't have asked. I saw them on the fifth day, she says. A big bus rolled by, pulled by a tank. There was a soldier on a microphone saying anyone who was not a zombie should come with them. My parents were in the bus. They were looking out at the school, and I banged my fists on the window, and I screamed, and I shouted until my throat was sore. But it worked. They saw me. Wait, really? They saw you? June nods. My dad tried to run out, but the soldier wouldn't let him off the bus, and I couldn't go out there without the zombies getting me. And then the bus turned the corner, and they were gone. Just gone. I picked up my hangnail, uncomfortable, not sure what to say. At least they're safe somewhere. June shrugs. After a moment, she says, Jack, I'm really sorry I freaked out you guys before, but you can see why I can't leave the school. My parents know I'm here. They're going to come for me, and I can't have you guys messing that up. But June, when your parents come back, everyone will come with them. No matter where you are, they'll find you. Even if you're, you know, like maybe hanging out in my treehouse. June glares at me. What? I'm just saying I really think you should come back to the treehouse with us. It's fun. There's a wind chime. We have cookies sometimes. June sighs. She launches a tennis ball. It bounces off the back of an eighth grade chem chemistry teacher with a tonk. 
It's nasty, right? June says. Be honest. The treehouse is nasty and smells like boys. Boy smell is worse than zombie smell. Almost. I reach into the barrel. See the janitor, Mr. Irk? I'm going to knock the hat off his head. No way, she says. I narrow my eyes. Just watch. I'm super accurate. I launch the ball. I miss badly. The tennis ball hits our assistant principal in the face, bounces off her, hits some rando in the chest, then rolls along the ground where another zombie steps on it, falls over into another zombie, and about a dozen of the undead things collapse in a goofy pile. I look at June, and suddenly, together... (laughs) Oh yeah, you're real accurate, Jack, June says, trying to catch her breath from laughing so hard. Hey, I exclaim, I took out like 12 zombies with that one throw. If we were bowling, that'd be a strike. Of course, if we were bowling, we'd be at a bowling alley, and they'd probably have air hockey, and that would be fantastic. My sides ache from laughing. June says, panting, I don't think I've laughed in months. I smile at her. I'm telling you, June, life is better when you get a chance to laugh every now and then, even if there's boy smell involved. And let me just say real quick, I have the best boy smell, top notch, grade A. Let me guess, Axe body spray? Even better, I say. Christmas tree air freshener. I rub it all over my chest every morning. It's nice. It gets you in that holiday mood. June shakes her head and goes quiet again. She shifts uneasily like she's thinking real hard. She picks at her sneakers. At last she says, okay, tell me about this treehouse of yours. My eyes go wide and I leap to my feet. My heart is just about pounding out of my chest. It's freaking killer, I say. It's got swings and a TV and Jack. And it's got a moat pool and a diving board and Jack. And it's got periscopes and zip lines and Jack. Jack, she says. You can stop talking now. I like this here. What's happening? I like laughing. I like stupid games. Tomorrow morning when you leave, I'll come with you. Ah, I can't believe it. I can't believe I can't believe it. Okay, sure, I say, trying real hard to sound like I don't care. That's cool if you want to. I mean, what else? No worries either way. June shakes her head. You're a huge dork. Only on opposite day. Just know one thing, Jack. What? I am no damsel in distress, she said. Clearly, I answer. Mm-hmm.